Good evening, Viacon Generals. Welcome to a blah 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 blah. Good job. Why, Primal? It seems that you have your tongue in a knot. Too much energy. Hooray! Your silver bolt. Blah, 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 Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no Energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no Energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls, Gary! Sh- To episode 76 of Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, I'm The Siege, one of your hosts, and joining me here at Lasercomb HQ for this episode of Too Much Energon is Lady Glitch. You may know her from the Alphanumeric podcast. Hey, friends, what's do. up? Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. And I am also joined, as always, by my illustrious co host and fellow. Cybertronian and filthy organic, Neocal. <laughs> I am a filthy organic. Hello, yeah, you it's are. me. Oh, that Neocal. shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, what uh, what's going on, Cal? How we how we doing? It's been a couple of weeks since we did one of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been um, it's been all right. It's been pretty good. Yeah. Yay. Well, uh, let's let's address the the elephant in the room that I just alluded to. The reason why we and I can't remember if we said ahead of time that we were planning this or not. The reason why uh, there was no episode of Too Much Energy on last week is because, uh, well, Lady Glitch is here. What's up? In the flesh. In the flesh. In the, in the filthy organic flesh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so. Uh, normally we record this show on Thursdays and we do another show on Fridays, but, uh, last week at third and Thursday, my work week is Sunday to Thursday and I have Friday and Saturday off. So last week, because, uh, Lady Glitch is here in Victoria land, uh, uh, we decided to make a spur of the moment, uh, trip with like literally like one or two days notice, uh, spur of the moment trip to, uh, to the mainland, to Vancouver. Yes. Cause, uh, Lady Glitch had never been there, mm-hmm. and I hadn't been there since uh, about two or three weeks before uh, uh, before lockdown in 2020. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh, the last time I'd been in Vancouver <laughs> was literally Valentine's Day weekend of 2020. I went to uh, WWE SmackDown at Rogers Arena and then went to Fan Expo Vancouver the following day. And then the world went to shit. And then, like two weeks later, the, the world completely shut down. So I was always, uh, I was always like, especially during 2020, I was grateful that I at least got to do those really cool things before, uh, yeah, but before everything shut down. But uh, but I hadn't uh, been to the mainland since, and Lady Glitch had never been there. So mm-hmm. we decided to go over there, um, stay in a hotel, and uh, it's like so many forms of transportation to get over there. 
took the taxi to get to the bus to get to the ferry to get to the sky tram to walk around and finally get to our hotel yeah isn't it kind of efficient though I, it really is like say what you want about vancouver but by god can you get around <laughs> yeah and i've lived in big cities before i've lived in washington dc i've visited chicago i visited seattle and i gotta give props to bc transit in like all forms it's so much better than what we have in the states because every time you get onto one of those rolling death traps you think you're gonna die <laughs> and well, when you they, when you finally they want dis- you to, they want everyone to own a car in the states it's an american dream yeah, America. Two point five children, two vehicles. White picket married fence. Married by twenty five. Yeah. Yep. White picket fence stabbing you in the ass. <laughs> true. True. Yeah, Can confirm. Yeah, that that that's, that we call those mortgage payments. Work, consume, produce, <laughs> commute, die. destroy, commute. erase, improve. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is a Meshuggah song. Yeah. Anyway, Meshuggah, um, I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, Meshuggah being a uh, uh, kind of technical industrial metal band from uh, who were kind of big in the 90s, 90s and 2000s. I've seen them live a couple of times. 90s and 2000s. So you're all about this chunk, this era of the late 90s going into 2000s. That was an era of really good music, not going to lie. Well, I am wearing a Fear Factory t-shirt right now, which I actually purchased in uh, in Vancouver on this uh, the aforementioned trip to mm-hmm. Vancouver. Um, and it is the cover art to their first album, Soul of a New Machine, which came out in 1992. I posted a picture of it to my Instagram story, and uh, I believe I captioned it, uh, I only wear shirts from bands I listened to 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and indeed, I'm wearing an Amana Marth hoodie right over top of it right now. That's um, great. Yeah, we 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 had like we had a lot of really good luck with transit over there too. Very little wait times for anything. There were no delays. Everything kind of came on time, except for the bus getting from the term the ferry terminal back over. We had to wait a little bit for that. But oh yeah, yeah, that was a pain. It, it, it our our good transit luck could only last so long you know mm-hmm. was that the uh the bus that's almost like a two-parter and it's got like a, a joint in the middle uh that we took one of those uh on the mainland yeah the first time i ever any anybody <laughs> listening wondering what the hell i'm talking about um you know how trains are compartmentalized yeah. so that when they go around corners they can mm-hmm. they're more fluid kind of like motion and like shape Mm-hmm. There's a bus in Vancouver that's like that, and it freaked me the fuck out the first time I was on it. It is like a—I don't know how to describe it. It has like a joint in the middle. Yeah, so it's—it's it, it, like an accordion effect. Yeah, yeah, it's an accordion. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a—it's a double length bus. Over here in Victoria, we have double decker buses. I don't know why they don't do that in Vancouver, but in Vancouver they have double length buses, and the double length buses are joined by quite literally what looks like the middle of an accordion mm-hmm. and it's funny when we got on the bus too we were we were seated uh just right before that uh the that middle area oh we yeah were, yeah we, we, were, we were looking <laughs> back at it and uh there were a couple of like uh uh like teenagers standing uh in front of us and they had clearly like never like been to vancouver by themselves because they were complaining about how their victoria bus pass didn't work over there and such so they're standing <laughs> Why there would it? It, yeah i know so they're so they're standing there and uh i i was kind of 
I, I was looking at the that area of the bus and uh I, I was saying to Lady Glitch, I'm like like I'm glad we we were able to get a seat because uh, and not standing there because let me tell you that is a weird experience standing in that middle area especially when the bus turns mm-hmm. and the two kids just like look back at me as I said that it and is. then lo and behold as soon as the bus finally did turn they were like completely like tripped up by it isn't that <laughs> weird it's weird it's weird because like it, but it's cool it's cool but it like it accord it, uh, the accordion effect it accordion mm-hmm. it like spreads out and like the floor like kind of turns too like yeah, it's so it's... weird standing in that area mm-hmm. and and it works though it, it works it yeah it just we also, works we also lucked out with weather because it did not rain mm, yeah a little chilly but it didn't rain yeah i was gonna say good good job dodging the, the rain because it surely rained a lot recently yes it did to yourself but you know what what sounds like it was a good trip it was a good trip it was a, was a good trip we a even watched of, the batman yeah a lot of commuting we uh, yeah we went and saw uh, the batman at the uh scotia bank theater which uh i i'd only been to once before and i think the one time i went there before was like a decade ago mm-hmm. over a decade ago and what what I went and saw there was like on the first floor and like meanwhile the Batman I think was on like the sixth floor or something like that <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> yeah it's an incredibly tall building but mm-hmm. um yeah so we went and saw the Batman uh if anyone wants to know our uh thoughts of it we have a uh, episode on Patreon of our uh new Patreon show what are you watching where we talk about the Batman mm-hmm. and Batman in film in general for about a half hour or so. Yeah. Spoiler free for the most part. Yeah. Uh, completely spoiler yeah. free. Like we didn't I really so. spoil. Oh, I, other than like past Batman movies, which. Oh yeah. Run in comparison, but no, mm-hmm. nothing about the new one. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, go check that out. That's available at the $5 and up tier. On Was the giant sprawling city. Um, noticeably like different from the last time you visited or is it kind of like business as usual not even a bit no all no, right that was <laughs> uh nothing has changed uh and someone even asked me they're like uh oh so what uh, what was vancouver like because i haven't been there in ages i'm like i was like it was familiar uh, same shit, different day same old vancouver Went to the same stores that I always go to, same restaurants that I always went to when I was there, except we went out to um, Burnaby, took the SkyTrain out to Burnaby to go to a store called Ages 3 and Up, which uh, is a store that I'd seen. They have an online presence, and I'd uh, been following them on social media for a long time because they sell a lot of Transformers, and not only Transformers, Uh. but they sell uh, Masterpiece Transformers and third-party Transformers. so actually being able to to buy like masterpiece transformers toys like at retail is something kind of unheard of i don't think there's anywhere here on vancouver island you can do that uh not the not that i know of no. not that i'm aware of no mm-hmm. so I'd, I'd wanted to check the the place out for a while so i uh i went there and um took a bunch of pictures because my uh my friend uh duncan who has been on this show before uh he was on our 25th anniversary beast war special uh he's also really wanted to check that store out so i took a bunch of pictures and texted them to him maybe if anyone's curious i'll put the pictures up on patreon or something because it's a it's a small store but it's pretty cool but 
I ended up walking oh. away with something oh. because it took us like a fucking hour and a half to get out there and then an hour and a half to get back. So I was like, I was like, I, I, I can't walk away empty handed. Mm. God damn it. You were like, that's not sunken cost fallacy. That's like, I climbed this mountain. I'm taking something with me. Damn it. I, I climbed this mountain. I'm taking this goddamn hunk of rock with me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that what is I ended, slick box. What I ended up getting was a iron factory. This is a third party transformer. Uh, iron factory, 2021 iron samurai series. Kagami. She, she, Shishimaru. Uh, I'm uh, apologies to anyone who is Japanese or knows Japanese better than. Oh, I, I heard that I Captain uh, Captain Kirk cheated on that. <laughs> the, that yeah, <laughs> the Kobayashi Maru. And that's the extent of my Star Trek nerd. Ner- <laughs> that's as far as it goes. I swear. So what this guy oh, is, shit. is the box basically is just fucking rad. Yeah, right. I'm gonna hold him up to the camera. Uh, audio listeners, uh, go check out the video version um uh, link in the description uh so basically this guy is kind of a evil like samurai version of lyle convoy from the japanese beast war no shit because mm-hmm. uh, he's got he's purple and gray i actually thought he was megatron beast wars megatron mm-hmm. for a second uh no he is uh yeah he's basically lyle convoy he's dark lyle convoy yep Th- that quality is exceptional holy shit it's kind of insane the amount of detail and articulation to the detail that's presented in this so and now it's broken (laughs) he just tried to hold it up in the it's like i'm free i'm out of the box yeah i tried yeah uh, it fell down yeah to be uh, fair most of the stuff that comes in the plastic molds at least here in like canada and the u.s is tightly with like little um twist ties Mm-hmm. tightly like adhered to it so wow man we're we're buying the wrong kind of transformers here i i know actually uh, i was talking about duncan uh, a minute ago and duncan was telling me recently that um this is a way higher quality than <laughs> that that he that he's moving he's moving more toward buying masterpiece and like third party transformers um and with the like with the rising costs of uh like actual like uh hasbro transformers like leader class figures are now 85 dollars canadian oh actually yeah and they were like 65 when i started buying them like, which is still a asking a, a little much in my well, opinion cons- well considering how big they are leader class figures are quite they're like 12 inches tall so uh yeah but uh but uh, but yeah, with the rising costs of uh, first-party transformers, uh, I think I might just start forking over the extra money for third-party and masterpiece figures. Mm-hmm. Now the thing with this guy—that is, is like fucking sick, man. The thing—it's <laughs> metallic this... sheen on the purple parts—is top-notch. The thing with this guy is he's quite small. He is the size of a core class transformer so he's only like i think like maybe four inches tall um but the detailing on him is nuts and this guy was 60 dollars. i to me it's the quality of them mm-hmm. yeah 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 i always say you get what you pay for so yeah but what's nice is that given the detail on this little guy i think it's a steal yeah it's yeah that's fucking slick man and what does he have he, it's kind of like a cyber blade he's got like 
yellow claws. Like, I'm getting like cyberpunk vibes from the color schemes there. You, well, you what he has is um, he has different hands and different feet. That's that's very um, th it's that's pretty... like a Japanese figurine kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, a lot of um, even a lot of like American like Marvel action figures and stuff do that. Um, the Transformers Red uh, Cheetor that I have, the non-transforming version of Cheetor, uh, also has like multiple hands and stuff. Oh so right, can yeah, change his pose. So yeah, he's got a samurai sword. Oh shit! And it comes out of the sheath. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it, that's pretty sick. <laughs> um, and it's just Lyo Convoy. He doesn't yeah. have a dark name. Uh, I I I think his name is like Mirror Mirror, Mirror. Convoy. That's that's rad. That's yeah. sick. Get some get some up close, high definition like shots and Instagram that shit. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, so uh so I, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um I, I can't really display him right now because uh I don't know if focusing I can... and well no, I, I just mean like in general in my home because uh Oh you're I don't talking know... about on your spacing, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I uh have talked about this much on the show yet, but I for uh, a myriad of reasons I'm gonna have to move soon. So I've uh begun packing. Um so uh, he he's gonna stay in his box, his uh, his cardboard coffin for now. But he'll uh, he'll he he will be a centerpiece figure in my uh, soon. my display soon. soon. The other thing I got was uh, War for Cybertron. Speaking of core class, War for Cybertron. I saw Kingdom, that in the background. <laughs> uh, uh, Dracodon, which is a redeco of Vertebrake, which is a figure I actually already have. Um, the reason why I bought this is because it's normally $16, which is way too much for a figure of this size. IMO, you were just saying about uh, uh, Transformers being too expensive. These guys are too expensive. But he was on clearance at uh, EB or, uh, GameStop for uh, uh, $4.98. So I'm right. like, I'm like, all right. Yoink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he can ride one of the other. <laughs> Yeah, he can he can and ride he, he can ride mirror Lyo convoy in beast mode. Because the, oh, the mirror... wait, does that mean there's a mirror? Uh, what's the triple team that like what is it? Lyo convoy. Oh, uh, Magnaboss. Uh, yeah, Lyo Junior. Lyo Junior. Sorry, and, Lyo Junior. Uh, the I other two. One, yeah, the other two. I know one of them. <laughs> the the bird is named Skywarp in the in uh, uh right the US that toy. version is skywarp yeah but uh but i don't i don't remember what his japanese name is i don't know maybe we'll uh maybe we'll uh uh talk about the japanese beast wars more someday someday keep your keep your eyes and ears peeled for that but uh lady glitch how's uh uh not just the the vancouver trip but how's your trip in uh uh the land of uh maple syrup <laughs> Maple Blend syrup. Of angry and... geese and maple syrup. <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's been pretty good so far. Um, I arrived last Monday, the 28th of February. Um, and it, it's been pretty chill so far. Uh, avoiding convoys, of course. Um, avoiding craziness. Uh, I've had a coffee date with Cal. Uh, the, um, the, the only convoys that we we accept here on, big uh, convoys. Too, on Too Much Energon <laughs> is Lyo Convoy and Big Convoy. Which you guys you don't even accept Lyo Convoy Jr. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just Lyo Convoy and Big Convoy. No, that annoying little shit can go fuck himself. 
if it was if he wasn't a vital part of magnavaz we wouldn't put up with him but yeah so far so good i've been going out exploring vancouver on foot getting used to the bus transit system of course we took our little voyage to system vancouver yeah um yeah shit's been great so and uh cal we gotta get more coffee soon yeah yeah I need to stop, uh, I've been trying to like walk lately and um, hmm. um, before all the pandemic stuff, um, it, it's so weird how like health and aging and physics and everything like works is um, for me in the past, I had been so worried about like putting on um like muscle and trying to get like beefy and like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then when the pandemic started, I'm like, part of why people start to like feel old is that they're not flexible. Mm -hmm. They're not doing as much. And that's the thing that goes, not how strong you are, any of this other stuff, right? Like Mm -hmm. cardio and flexibility. And I got big into, uh, when I lived in my old place, big into um, like yoga and all that. And then since I've been in my new place, I've like barely walked haven't done any stretching or whatever well we're gonna tell you we're gonna have to go on some walking this before i leave next week i uh i had some um i had some uh interesting like leg pains from going up and down hills and walking around all those those days like in the tendons and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i'm like like, ooh, yeah like you exist now like what the crap (laughs) yeah and uh the only equivalents i could like have you ever been playing like something like paintball or laser tag with a g- bunch of people? Mm-hmm. And then the next day, everyone's complaining about their hamstrings and yeah. they're, they're crouching <laughs> and they're going up and they're crouching and they don't realize they're doing like hundreds of squats during yeah. the game because they're popping up from cover, crouching down, popping mm-hmm. up from cover. They're like, does anyone else abdomen and like quads hurt? Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like that. I haven't walked uphill, downhill. I was wearing Doc Martin's brilliant mm-hmm. idea. I, I don't know why I thought that was a great idea. And um, it uh, it hit me. So uh, people in your 30s, maybe mm. maybe go outside the house every once in a while. Yes. Um, doesn't matter my- how skinny or strong like you think you are. Like Go outside, get some fresh air, see the birds, look at the clouds. Uh, at yeah. my at my job, uh, anyone who's been listening to the show for any amount of time, uh, I work at a grocery store. Um, so and you would know that but uh in case you're just joining us for the first time i work at a grocery store uh i'm the freezer manager at a grocery store um but anyway um because i do uh facing front facing uh and stock like lower shelves all the time uh, i am constantly like uh like kneeling down in like a spider-man pose and like standing back up and like my legs are actually strong enough that I can just like perfectly like crouch down and stand and like raise back up without using my arms to like push myself up or anything like that. My legs are just that strong mm-hmm. because I do it all day. So that phenomenon you're talking about is actually something that I that I don't deal with because uh, my my one of the best things about my job is it actually like works out those muscles a lot. It's interesting what people can like take for it for granted or, or mm-hmm. whatnot, like different yeah. builds and everything. Like, yeah. um, I like, can retain like muscle mass, like really well, given just mm-hmm. my genetics or whatever like that, but then just like walking for like four hours, <laughs> it kills me. And even yeah. though it's just like, Oh, like you work in like grocery or whatever, you probably do 
I don't know, but you could probably do like thousands and thousands of steps a day, right? And just that bending over and picking it up and I I I have down a, and up and down and up and probably but spread out through the whole day is probably actually really increases your flexibility and mobility. Yeah, totally. I, I do usually around between 17 to 22,000 steps a day, according to my Apple Watch. Um, I used to, uh, in the pre-Rona days, uh, do security. And yeah, I took all that hauling ass <laughs> for uh, for granted. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like something happens on the radio and you, you haul ass and it's just right. like, the stairs are faster than the elevator. I get uh-huh. a security call. I'm not like sitting there, like waiting for the elevator. N- yeah. No. Right. Like you're, you're hauling ass up the stairs. It's more reliable and it's quicker if you actually haul ass yeah. and you, you start uh, skipping steps, two steps, mm-hmm. three steps or whatever. And you do that every night. And then your cardio gets, gets built up again. And your cardio and your flexibility. Cause you're uh-huh. striding three. My favorite was jumping down each landing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like getting yeah. down yeah. like a step being like, that's 10. Can I do that without really hurting myself? And then as the years went by, just no <laughs> Mario jumping. No, I, I was able to. And then to be in such a decrepit state as I am now mm-hmm. is a little uh, uh, eye-opening. <laughs> yeah, back in July, um, for anyone that's just listening, I live on the East Coast of the States down in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, right, right. Back last July, the state of Georgia is like, fuck all y'all, you're going back to work because we're cutting off on your, all of your unemployment. So I'm like, okay, what can I do to, uh, you know, bide my time before my lease runs out at the end of February? So I used to work in adult entertainment way back when, like in the 2010s when I was in grad school. So I'm just before like- Before OnlyFans blew up. <laughs> that, that's true, before social before social, yeah, social media as, as a whole blew up. So I'm like, okay, let's uh, let's go audition in a few clubs. Let's see what kind of strength I have left. Now, I also run marathons too. So I knew I had a base amount of strength, but whew, if anyone's ever pole danced in their lives, they know it's a, it's a different set of muscles. So when I first auditioned at one club in South Carolina, which is a state up north of me, it's like, yeah, I could barely walk the day after. I'm just like, man, my quads are feeling it. But after a couple of weeks, I started getting all that muscle memory strength back and that's a different form of flexibility when you're, you know, flipping and twisting around a pole and like doing floor work and all that stuff in, you know, super high heeled shoes or boots or whatever you got. So. Well, and I've um, like, I've had periods of uh, uh, not for a long time now, but I've had periods uh, of unemployment uh, where I just haven't had a job for like a couple months here and there. Um, It is amazing how quickly your body forgets all Mm -hmm. of that. (laughs) (laughs) like you like even uh like even when i take like you know like uh 10 days off work uh as soon as i go back like i'm sore after the first day Mm -hmm. like you're especially like during the pandemic times i've taken like uh uh, a week or two off here and there like uh, i think three or four times now um and yeah by the time i go back like after my first day like yeah i'm sore and it's Mm -hmm. like because like all I did was just sit around at home, like playing video games yeah. and shit. Yeah, and even when I take a few days off of work, like my legs are a little shaky coming back. I remember when I came here in December and I took like a week and a half, almost two weeks off of work and I went back and I'm like, why am I so sore? Like, why? <laughs> like the fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. Like body, stop failing me. <laughs> and that's the, the weird um, real talk that listeners didn't like sign up for, but they're getting anyway mm-hmm. is, even if it's like 10 minutes, 
it's so easy to go, oh, I'm going to sit at home. Oh, I'm going to edit. Oh, I'm going to stream. Oh, I'm going to watch stuff or whatever. But like, you really need to do stuff every day. Mm-hmm. And that actually becomes more and more important as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, a very fun study um, that I just read on uh, through, through following uh, doom scrolling Reddit threads ah. <laughs> was in the UK. Um, elderly that lived on one story right mm-hmm. on average lived like 10 years less than uh elderly people who um had to go up like even some stairs mm-hmm. like eight stairs huh. or like whatever and just that little daily activity of going down the stairs once and then at the end of the day going back up the stairs or like whatever was enough and i'm like oh shit and here i am doing zero stairs <laughs> right <laughs> so like if you if you want if you want to uh squeeze that uh squeeze your life for for all it's worth maybe uh throw some stairs in there throw some stairs in there yeah well here's the thing uh people you're listening to a podcast and uh i am not only a podcaster i am an avid listener of pod of uh podcasts not including my own <laughs> but uh uh for me like i um uh like oftentimes i'll not only will i like be active at work. I'll also walk either to or from work or both. And the walk from my house to my workplace is like exactly three kilometers. So I get a three kilometer walk, you know, at like six in the morning, like five days a week. Um, but uh, like that, that's my podcast listening time is mm. just that when I'm walking. So here at Lasercom, we are officially endorsing Going out for walks and listening to podcasts will you do that? Podcast and walk. Especially this one. <laughs> podcast and walk. That's right. <laughs> yes. And uh, and our other podcasts that we do. Listen to our podcast while you go out for a walk. Damn it. Do it. <laughs> um, Speaking of podcasts. Yes. Yes, episodes, we have one. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it. Episode 76 of Too Much Energy on. And this week we are talking about the seventh episode of the second season of Beast Machines. Spark War Part 1. The Strike, which originally Man, the aired naming on, scheme, <laughs> which originally aired on uh, uh, September twenty third, two thousand, and the episode opens with uh, Viacons chasing Cheetor, Cyclebot, Cycle Drones specifically. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Um, and Cheetor says some Cheetor bullshit. As Cheetor says some Cheetor them. bullshit. This is actually, I think, one of the cooler, like. Uh, better uh, directed like chase sequences in I was going show. to say this one isn't th- this is one of the better ones it's not just him going ha ha I'm playing like fruit ninja yeah it's shot well like it's direct the camera it, yeah moves and, like, around. like the way like the camera like moves behind them and we it starts following rat trap who is like zipping like swerving up behind them swerving like through them and everything it's 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 it's, it's probably the coolest chase scene in this series thus so far. far yeah yeah, it is easily the best. Yeah, so they're still doing new things and they're they're improving. So good for uh, good for mainframe. Uh, a new th- speaking of new things too, uh, you'll notice the chase music in this episode is a little bit different. It's the same old song by friend of the show, Bob composer Bob Buckley, um, but he it's not purely uh, uh, techno music anymore. There's some uh, or there's an orchestral element to it as well. That's been added in and that's oh. the first this is the first time i've heard that in the like standard chase music in this show 
So it's a variation on an original. They still theme. suck at trying to do slow motion. Have you? <laughs> instead of doing slow motion, they just like the frames just stutter. stutter yeah, out yeah, more I slowly. noticed that when uh, uh, Silverbolt like uh, swoops <laughs> in uh, and like transforms and it tries to do slow motion, but like all they've done is just turn the frame weight rate weight. <laughs> Frame they rate. Turned the frame rate down. <laughs> they turned it way down to like you know like five frames per second. That's not. We said this in motion. Beast Wars. That's not slow motion, guys. <laughs> uh, it, it's baffling too because it's and like, it looks bad. Yeah, it looks bad. But the show is so smooth and good looking. It's jarring when they <laughs> when they try to do bad slow motion. Yeah, and like I don't even understand why they do it that way because it's like. I, uh look at it, their tech look at the technology they they had access to they could easily have just um they could have just like you they could have just like slowed the video down digitally because they're yeah. using digital video at this point i i don't know it, it's weird <laughs> um thrust uh thrust shows up they the the maximals basically like, they kick ass and take names they kick ass and take names the name they take is thrust uh all the viacon drones are like completely thrashed and uh they're like what now huh huh and thrust is like oh via combats attack <laughs> and they're uh, like that's what we thought you little bitch <laughs> basically yeah and they they send him on his way to like deliver a message back to megatron that uh you know we're taking our planet back basically mm-hmm. megatron's not gonna like this yeah and it's no. like, this is just like the 20th time Thrust is lost. And it's like, are well, we are we still doing this? Well, and remember last week too, Thrust was like, uh, um, uh, he was like, man, after they kick his ass for like the 50th time, he's like, man, you guys are going to regret this. And it's like, <laughs> will they though? <laughs> oh, right. Um, when, um, um, uh, she's plant bot. Yeah. Botanica. Botanica. Yeah. Sex, sexy when, plant lady. When sexy plant love interest um, showed up, he's like, you guys are going to regret this. Yeah. And we were like, no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might. But now, they send though. him on his way. Yeah, Because right? they know it's way. Waspinator. And they're yeah. just like, go yeah. on, be free. <laughs> uh, one thing uh, I should have mentioned, actually, I should have prefaced this before we started talking about the episode, is uh, Lady Glitch is here at and uh well she has never seen beast machines before yep <laughs> i was gonna say this is like <laughs> i watched this at 5 30 in the morning today yeah it was our morning cartoons thing when we woke up and yeah. i am not an early morning person so i'm like drifting half in and out of sleep like the fuck is going on oh it's Jeter. oh real? wait we're, we're watching transformers okay, i had a we weird <laughs> dream where like a gorilla could fly waspinator was a motorcycle and there's a floating head on a mysterious mountain <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mega, mega head. <laughs> so uh, we we have a uh, another podcast called the Laser Comb Podcast, where me and Cal uh, uh, comb through random episodes of uh, classic TV shows, whether we've seen them or not. So that's kind of what uh, what Lady Glitch has going on here. She's mm -hmm. essentially uh, doing a laser comb. Pretty much. And what's great is that um, Siege over here has started to introduce me to Beast Wars. So we've gone through like maybe the first five episodes since I've been here, which is another highlight of the trip. 
Oh, so you started Beast Wars. Yes. And I'm actually really enjoying it. So I can't wait to like binge more episodes. When you're an adult and you, I find in my 30s, maybe other insane people out there, and you put all your preconceived notions and Mm -hmm. biases and all that shit like behind you, and you just watch something with no, nothing to gain, and you just Mm -hmm. like take it for what it is. Isn't Beast Wars just fucking good? It's so cute. (laughs) And it's so simple, like 80s and 90s cartoons were. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can appreciate just the simple animation, the simple plot lines. Like, it's episodic to an extent. Thank God Cheetor's beast uh, that scanned for him was a cheetah. Right? (laughs) We always, did did Christopher ever mention that with you? Like, wouldn't it have been awkward if, like, Cheetor got the rhino? Yeah. And, like, Rat Trap got, like, a, a bat? (laughs) <laughs> yeah I mean, that, we, we know that's not how it works but remember that episode of alphanumeric that we did back like august september where we went over our favorite you know beasties and stuff and you were cal you were like uh christina go on to wikipedia and just choose one i'm just like cheetor he's the cutest and it, it still holds true now i love my girl air razor too but cheetor is still adorable when she shows up which isn't for some time mm-hmm. um she'll she'll grow on you they she fills, it's a really um, good episode. She fills a role that, boy, oh boy, do the Maximals not have <laughs> until until she shows up, right? Sweet. Because they they have, like, responsible dad monkey. <laughs> but then they have, like, cool motorcycle, like, um, Uncle Tigatron, where he just shows up here and there, right? Yeah. And he's just, like, chill. And then they've got, like, cool Aunt um, Air Razor. And it's cool to have these more mature characters mm. that aren't there to just wag a finger at you. Yeah. So I feel like the sh- the show kind of like metamorphoses into a family mm-hmm. once Tigatron and and Eraser. Oh well, hot damn! That's that's just perfect. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely uh, already uh, gotten Christina to watch the um, uh, the Low Road, mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes oh, episode. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bad or good? Good. <laughs> Good, good, yeah. It reminds me of the ra- of Raccoon in a Hard Place from Reboot from season three. Yeah, it's it's wacky. Yeah, you always like, have to have not a Looney Tunes. Too wacky. Yeah, you got to have a Looney Tunes episode in just about every series that you run into. So, Beast Machines is Looney Tunes wacky, but if it takes itself like so seriously, <laughs> which is its own kind of humor. Like in the next scene, when it cuts to thrust, like leaving to jump back into like beast machines, there's just a giant robot head, giant angry robot head, angry robot head, like lecturing, like a a, a tiny, like little, like motorcycle dude. And I'm like, what do you want from him? There's like seven of them now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's kind of what he says. Like thrust says to him, he's like, he's like, listen, boss, like there's only one of me and there's six of them, you know, no, nobody could beat those odds. And, uh, 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 at one point, like Megatron is like, it continues to chastise him. And I like the thrust is straight up like, uh, cause Megatron was like talking about like the other Viacon generals betraying him and thrust is like, yeah, well, at least I stayed loyal. You should, it was, it, it, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, it's your fault for using the Maximals buddies as uh, your generals. And I'm like, oh, 
I mean, he's right, but oh, Thrust has got some balls on him here. <laughs> oh, what you gonna do about it, boss man? <laughs> but yeah, that was, I was like, oh shit, okay, Thrust's got some fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some pent some, up fire. Some pent up fire there. Through the fire and flames. And uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, uh, uh, Megatron like pulls out a couple of new sparks. And he's like, well, I won't be making that mistake again. No. You're right. But I'm going to pretend like it was my idea all along. Not to use Maximals <laughs> as my new Viacon generals. <laughs> yeah, good good catch. He does, even when he's like wrong, he you're right. Yeah, yeah. fuck him. The thrust is all like, well, it's your fault for using their buddies. And he's all like, well... Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, basically. Fuck all. You want to talk? <laughs> uh, so, and so what, what's the to, gist of back, these new vehicons? We'll get to that. In a, we'll get in to a that. Minute. Okay. Um, but uh, back at the the maximal cave, the our the, the gang is heading home, and they're taking a bunch of parts of vehicon drones with them. Um, why? Uh, well, salvage. Why? Because they can. Uh, like Botanica needs them for science. They build a fort out of them. Uh, maybe. 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 Use them to like throw it, throw it at each other. Make know. weird little plant bombs. Yeah. Or beds for the plants. Yeah, it's probably just uh, raw materials to mm-hmm. use for like making things like bombs and things oh, like so that. Oh, so this was an RTS. This would be like metal yeah. and crystals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, they're just gathering. They live in caves. They need metal and circuitry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. It shows Botanica like looking at um, chips. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and stuff, right, right. Yeah, so um so they get back to the they get back to the maximal cave and uh Cheetor is like giving Botanica a hard time for choosing to stay back at the cave and not coming out and fighting. And she is basically like, Well, uh, I'm a scientist, like I'm I'm here doing my science shit. I don't really fight. And Cheetor is like, Yeah, well, we're all scientists, but you know. We we have balls like we we go out and fight anyway. I'm with Cheetor on that. He's like, we we were all scientists. Yeah, like we're literally fighting for the existence and like the fighting for our lives. Millions of um, sparks that have been enslaved and are mm-hmm. in like stasis or cry or like a, a cryo chain like disembodied sparks. Disembodied sparks. Everybody. They're not passed on, but they're not like. They're yeah, not they're, conscious, or I hope yeah. they're not. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're they're kind of in like a like a forced purgatory in a way. I don't think. like that. <laughs> I, no. So I'm with Cheetor. It's like, hey, we were all scientists, and I'm as um, Lady Glitch just found out from watching the beginning of Beast Wars. Yeah, motherfucker, they're all yeah. scientists. Wake we're all up. scientists in our own in our own special ways. But I also love the fact that Gary Primal chimes in, and he is like. Botanica is better back here where her strengths are than out in the field. Is she, is she though? <laughs> I don't know. You guys tell me. <laughs> well, we only first we... met her last week. Right. And uh, let me tell you, she, she, uh, she kind of cleaned. Yeah. She kind of cleaned house in the end of the episode she was introduced in. And indeed in this very episode, once she finally gets it together and decides to get involved, uh, she cleans house again. So, Maybe she should be out fighting a little bit more. Also, it seems like there's lots of downtime in between the little skirmishes. 
Like it seems like there are mm-hmm. these days or weeks that go by kind of here or there um in the background. Yeah, so you know so you know what she should do is she should um uh get an experiment going, set an egg timer, go and fuck up some vehicons, and then come back when she when you hear the ding. Yeah. <laughs> get good. It's shown <laughs> it's shown rat trap, it's shown all of them doing science and like working on shit, but also mm-hmm. fighting. Rat trap doesn't even have weapons. What's, yeah. what's your excuse? He literally doesn't have any like weapons and this shit the, Botanica like shows up and always just like one shots all yeah. the enemies. I have some complaints about that later in the episode when it gets to that. And it's just like, what do you mean you're not like built for war? Look at Rat Trap. He's got wheels and like what did he do when he was helping Cheetor? He just like spoke jammed like <laughs> one of the I like that the, the universal symbol for spoke jam is this. <laughs> it's just like two things. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, so what are the new guys? Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but so uh, Botanica, I don't know what she's doing, but she's like she has like a piece like a circuit board or something, and she's trying to like interface with like this green like goo, like a well. She made a well. Yeah. That presumably leads to the I some guess, sort of reserve of. I, I I guess she's trying to like uh, do some science on the plant jizz. In, yeah, from she, Cybertron's she's, she's, right? she's a botanist. Yeah, Hen- <laughs> Botanica Hens- the botanist. <laughs> it'd be it'd be hilarious if she was like uh, if she had nothing to do with botany whatsoever. She's like, this is just my beast form. Uh, Silverbolt's kind of meanwhile is kind of being a grump. Oh, and, right. Um, I uh, don't have time to fuck my girlfriend. There's a <laughs> war to be had. And <laughs> both Rat Trap and um, Bat Boy yeah. are like, maybe fuck your girlfriend before somebody else does. And he's like, <laughs> shut up, boy. And he smacks Bat Boy. <laughs> what, one thing I want to, uh, speaking of ice cream, one thing I want to mention about this episode is uh, guess who isn't insufferable? And actually, this episode. and actually tries to help and make some good points. And is actually consistent for once. I, Literally the first fucking episode where Night Scream is act is care he's not insufferable, and his personality is consistent throughout the episode. And he's trying to help others. It took, it took them like 20 episodes of Beast Machines to get to get here. But now Instead here we are making giving him the conflict, right? Like, you're not my real dad, fuck you, and him flying like <laughs> off. Um, he's like trying to help. Yeah. And I, I guess he's always like, he tried to help Savage and he's always like trying to help, but he's, he's the, let me tell you, emo was in, as we've said before. Right. Yeah. And, um, there's a right and wrong way to do emo and hopefully he stabilizes and he, he is at peace with himself. Uh, so Megatron makes a couple of he takes a couple of sparks and makes a couple of new Vehicon generals. Um, they're bigger, they're better, bigger. stronger, faster. Uh, one of them I think is pretty cool looking. Uh, the other one has a cool looking robot mode or has a cool looking uh, vehicle mode, but their face looks kind of derpy. They're just it's the same complaint I have about um OG Digimon versus uh, OG Pokemon is that they're just like shapes yeah, or like Gen 4 or 5 or 6 or whatever of Pokemon. They're just like shapes and they don't have a strong silhouette and they're just a mishmash of parts. Um, 
if anybody ever played uh, not Mech Warrior, um, Armored Core, mm. the monstrosities you can make by just <laughs> well, I'm gonna give them treads, but also make them fly with a jetpack and give them two swords and two mini guns, <laughs> and that's <laughs> these look like Armored Core like monstrosities. Yeah, I think uh, Obsidian. We'll find out their names later, but it's yeah. Obsidian and Strika. And uh, I think Obsidian is really cool looking, and I like I like Strika's uh, vehicle mode. But I think her yeah. face is kind of kind of stupid looking. Yeah, it just doesn't have um, a relatable silhouette and right. um, streamlined design. It's just a lot of parts. I do uh, it's think, the same. I do... Com- it's the same complaint that you and I have of the um, um, the Bay um, live action Transformers movies. Right. It's, there's too many parts going on. Yeah, it's just a mess of like CGI, like constantly like moving and shifting like pieces of metal. Yeah. And then when you have like shaky cam, because that was really in, in the 2000s, mm-hmm. um, when you have like shaky cam action sequences of these like, like fucking like disasters of like CGI, like metal pieces moving all over the place. Um, it's just, it's unwatchable. I hate yeah. those movies. <laughs> yeah, sometimes first, first one's all right, better. Bubblebee yeah. is pretty good too. Exactly, more simplified design. You can see when he's making emotions, his face isn't just like a cascade of like metallic moving parts. Maybe we'll talk about Bumblebee on the podcast eventually. Yeah. Uh, well, because um the next live action Transformers movie, which has been delayed until next year now, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is a sequel to Bumblebee. Mm. And we definitely got to talk about Rise of the Beasts on this podcast. And eventually. I haven't watched Bumblebee, so. So we can, uh, maybe that can be like uh, uh, the, the holiday special or something. I still year. need to yeah. take you guys to Universal so you can ride the Transformers ride because it's all about Optimus Prime and Bumblebee and finding the AllSpark and I, all that kind of crap. I've... <sighs> My partner and I had planned a big trip right at the beginning of the pandemic. We'd actually uh-huh. booked, like actually had already like booked um, our, our stay in two different places, like moving mm-hmm. around. One was in Universal and one was on the outskirts. And we had planned on getting the, the multi like park pass so that we mm-hmm. could go on the Hogwarts Express and yes. we could buy the wands and yeah, all, <laughs> all of that stuff. And it was going to be, and then shit started like hitting the fan and we're like, ah, let's just right. cancel. And were you going to go to California kind of or it. California or, or uh, Florida East? Yeah. Florida. Boom. I would have met because you Disney there. world and universal. Like, yeah. So yeah. And we canceled and we were like, we, we fucking shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Well, let me know when you guys want to reschedule that trip and I will meet you guys there with my annual pass. Oh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, got the, the hookup. Exactly. I mean, for anyone listening or watching, I actually worked at Universal for two years in attractions and park services. So I know those parks like the back of my hand. Rad. Okay. Yeah. Got someone in on the inside. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I can't you, wait to see your first expressions when you go into Diagon Alley. But that's for another podcast. I, that's for another the podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you need to be uh, attracted to something and do some park services lady glitch is your lady yes (laughs) we got there folks (laughs) i was trying to figure out how to how to make that uh how to make that joke and uh uh, i I, came together flawlessly yes it did 10 out of 10 
Good job, CG. <laughs> uh, so, so the the Viacon, the new Viacon generals, Obsidian and Stryka, What do they? What do they each say? A word. They they're very Tankor like at first. Oh, worse than Tankor because they're like, um, what is it? That's um, pulverize, not pulverize. That was terminate, uh, conquer, destroy conquer destroy i can't remember but it's like something like one of them says some, like one terminate terminate, terminate terminate yeah um and so they they intercept the maximals and some uh a, a chase series of chases ensue all they can say is terminate uh yeah all they can do is that and uh the maximals like kind of overwhelm like get the better of them terminate and obliterate oh, terminate and obliterate there we go folks uh they the maximals get the better of them very quickly and so these new uh Beacon generals flee and i think it's black arachnia maybe mentions one of that, them is that, that was well, wow that was really easy and what are they one of them is a tank like thing and one of them is a helicopter one of them kind of looks like a um uh it's a type of tank. I can't remember the name of it. It's like it's those tanks that don't have tank treads, but they have six like big tires on them. You know oh, I mean, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. He's going wait, wait, wait. Are they amphibious? No. Tank with wheels. <laughs> uh, I I mean, I got pictures of it right away. APCs. Oh, it's an armored personnel carrier. So it's not a it's not a tank per se. It's a tank like vehicle. Yeah. It's an ar- uh, I I think APC just means armored personnel carrier. Uh does that it, mean she's got little ones inside just like It does. Yeah. Um I'm trying to figure out what these things are actually called. Because it was like I just typed in tank with wheels, and I'm seeing like a whole fuck ton of pictures of these things. Mm-hmm. Right, there's different variations throughout the various wars that we've all been oh, a part I see. of. I see, I see what we got going on here. So, uh, just wheeled tanks, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just they're wheeled tanks. Oh shit! I got linked to a page in Russian. Ah, uh oh, let's, let's oh, go shit. back. Back, uh, back. FBI, Retreat. this guy, this guy, he's right here. Dobson, <laughs> we got Dobson here. <laughs> uh yeah anyway so yeah they're just tanks with wheels i guess but anyway that's that's what i think that she is that's what she kind of looks like okay, uh, strike with wheels and um uh uh obsidian is like a like a helicopter of some sort or or jet uh an apache helicopter <laughs> yeah. yeah why not um, but yeah, so uh, the Maximals get uh, get the better of them, and they're like, wow, that was kind of easy. So they give chase to Obsidian and Stryka, and then uh, a whole bunch of new Viacon drones, based on the forms of uh, Obsidian and Stryka, uh, appear, and they're like, oh shit, this was a trap. And then they get surrounded from every corner, and they're like, fuck, what are we going to do? Um, and the generals come out and they're like, <laughs> you thought we were but simpletons. It I, seems I, that you fell right into our trap. It seems that you are the buffoons after all. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree, <laughs> good sir? Yes, quite. And they clink tea glasses and like observe <laughs> the battlefield with their like um, opera house like 
<laughs> the opera house binoculars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ha ha! Terminate! Can you believe that they fell for that? Ho 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 ho! Those filthy Philistines. Filthy organics. <laughs> Who's not fully functional now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like these two quite a bit. I was shocked that they were able to give them any amount of personality um, in the very short screen time that their real selves, that the, when they're not uh, giving the ruse, um, has. Yeah, yeah I, I dig them. Uh, so the Maximals are surrounded and they're like, where are we going to, how are we going to get out of here? And already, I like, even before that, uh, they like Gary, like basically like Donkey Kong's his way through the floor. Um, <laughs> I I'm like, that. I'm like, I have, I'm, immediately like when they were saying like oh what are we going to do we're surrounded i'm like jump in my head i'm like jump you're on a platform jump very high up just jump jump boom boom <laughs> boom <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> um uh but uh meanwhile um botanica is continuing to do science on the plant jizz and Plant uh, jizz. Science on the plant jizz. She has basically she has um an acid trip because yeah, she touched it too much of the the acid. Yeah, and she she has this like weird like acid trip like vision quest where she basically ends up in the Oracle like space that uh, Gary Primal uh, has exclusively been part of thus far, and like all these sparks are talking to her, being like botanica botanica save us so this is the nightmarish like eternal health like void that they have to exist in right because they're kind of like hey like there's millions of us like bitch and you're down there like like soldering like yeah chips and she gets visions of what it's been like on the surface and what the Maximals have been up to and all the hardships they've had. Right. I, I liked this. And uh, Lady Glitch can attest to this. Uh, mm-hmm. As we were watching earlier, I'm like, hey, chalk sound waves back. <laughs> Thank you. So it- <laughs> He got so excited. <laughs> um, sound wave, as we said before, I'm like, like when we were watching um, Night Scream's memories of what Oops. happened to him. It, yeah. He's hanging out with Soundwave. <laughs> yeah, straight up Soundwave from G1. And uh, he, he's pretty chonk. Yes. So we got... Uh... Hey, the wars are over, right? <laughs> he can like, relax. He can relax. Leave, ch- leave Chunk Soundwave alone. And I am sure <laughs> he's, that it's Soundwave. He, 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 oh, it's definitely Soundwave. Um, yeah, you know, the war's been over for like a few hundred years. He's like over four million years old at this point. Let him live his best life. <laughs> he's... Uh... Give the guy a break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, freaking tabloids man it's like oh how many cassettes has he fit in him now and it's like hey <laughs> leave him like you said he's four million years old like fuck off uh but yeah so uh botanica has her like vision quest and she gets a montage of the holocaust the cybertronian yeah. holocaust yeah uh by by way of space hitler himself all it takes for evil to like thrive is for good plant women to do nothing (laughs) (laughs) uh and eventually she decides to uh do something did you like her um what's it called in the submarine when they got they got the Uh, the scope periscope periscope (laughs) she has like a bio 
like a, a techno organic periscope yeah yeah i i i actually even said out loud earlier when we were watching it i was like oh that's cool <laughs> yeah I, I dig that um so the the maximals like after uh uh gary like donkey kong's his way through the floor and they go falling onto the uh platform below they run the uh, new vehicle drones give chase um wherever they go the the, the, vehicle, the well wherever they're running to the the vehicles oh. are one step ahead of them and they keep like getting blocked off so they're like they're like shit they're anticipating our every move these uh, who the hell were these guys basically um and they're like let's go to the citadel let's go to the citadel that's the we can hide there and so they go there and uh, like barricade the door behind them and are like, hey, we're safe now. But the Viacons still keep shooting. And uh, I think it's Rat Trap is like, yeah, for we're safe for like 10 minutes. Or no, uh, Night Scream Night says Scream 10, is like 10, 10 nano clicks. 10 nano clicks. Which didn't we figure out through uh, doing some legitimate journalism before that a nano click was a unit of distance not time because i know this has come up before and uh uh people we, we we probably did this like at least 50 episodes ago of the show so we certainly don't remember at this point well i think yeah i had looked looked it up at at that time and we were like is nano click a a unit of time is it a distance but i thought nano click was time and it was something else that was distance oh uh um, what Nano cycle is a second. A nano click is also a second. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, I, all right. So, I guess my question is then: uh, Will this? How many Saturday afternoons will this hold out? Will this door hold? Ten. Out? Ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Saturday afternoons. Yes. Two and a half months later, they're still behind this door. <laughs> yeah, they, they I don't know why them. they thought it was a great idea to hide here. Well, and uh, Gary even mentions he's like he's like uh, uh, we didn't escape; we were herded here. And he, he finds that out really quickly, like within seconds of them being in there. And it's like you you couldn't have thought about this before you like slammed the door shut behind you. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so they're like, who the hell are these guys? And they, they come in on a, like, a, a Zoom call. Yeah. And are like... To shit talk them a little. And are like, we are, we are who we've always been. We are Obsidian. And I'm Stryker. And that's Stryker. And Rattrap's like, oh, shit. We, we, we... we going up against the greatest Cybertronian generals in history. Yeah. Well, well, bend over and kiss, kiss your asses goodbye, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something, something, bump kiss. It's been nice knowing you. That and, terrible um, rat trap impression that I just did, because uh, uh, my throat's a little sore right now. It's beautiful, now. how dare you. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to dedicate it to those random dudes on Twitter who's complained about our impressions that we do on this show. <laughs> if they this even make it, you. If, even if they even make it this far into the show, uh, listening, they're probably going to be like, fuck those guys. I was trying to help. 
I was trying to help by lend my professional services to these amateurs. (laughs) (laughs) So we had mentioned earlier, they're surrounded. Uh, The generals are doing that like evil villain thing where they're twirling their wine and being like, ah, yes, it sure is good that we can like shit talk you for 10 minutes instead of just finishing you off. (laughs) But we do give up. Go ahead. We, we, yeah, we do find out though that um, yeah, these two were like two like really great like Autobot generals at one point. Um, and uh, I think it was Gary is like, "Why are you following Megatron? This is treason. You should be helping us fight against him." And Obsidian is like, "Megatron is Cybertron." So these guys, these two generals, they uh, they fight for Cybertron. No matter who is in charge. They're like the Varus of Westeros. Whatever they're, whoever is in charge of Cybertron and whatever the political, their political ideologies are or their goals are. They're shells. These two follow them to the ends of the earth. Which is, it's interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Um, it's interesting because like typically in uh, transformers lore we have characters that are just we have the autobots or the maximals and the decepticons or predacons we have the good guys and the bad guys and there's beast wars expanded on that and made that a little bit more gray with characters like dinobot um or like a character like quick strike who technically was a maximal but was kind of just an evil asshole <laughs> uh <laughs> So they they kind of oh, forgot. Yeah, technically. Yeah, he was yeah. wasn't reprogrammed or anything. He just they just woke up and they were like, "What are we? We're monsters!" And Quickstrike was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" I always wanted to get away with doing this back on Cybertron. Yeehaw, are you telling me I can do murder and there's no repercussions? It's like the Wild West out here. They don't take too kindly to uh, to six shooters and pistols at dawn. Over there, up on Cybertron. Yeehaw! Yeah, I forgot. He was just like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the most ineffective and annoying <laughs> Maximal. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but it, traditionally in Transformers, like, uh, good, like, the bad guys have been bad and the good guys have been good. So this is, uh, and like I said, like, Beast Wars kind of started to uh, blur that concept a little bit. But this is really cool because, like, these are, like, technically, and I, I read up about the characters, too, a little bit. Um, mm. These are these are Autobot generals, but they are just fiendishly devoted to uh, uh, defending Cybertron no matter what and megatron is in charge of cybertron so they do whatever megatron wants it doesn't matter if blue political parties in charge or red or in this case purple (laughs) (laughs) um they're dedicated to cybertron but like to at what cost for example if 99.99 percent of the population is in like horrendous painful limbo right purgatory um like on hold like while like megatron like plays with their souls puts them in a body or doesn't changes their their memories and shit right what is that serving like if you have no population to defend and fight for 
and your population is one giant, like, tyrannical overlord? Is your dedication to the planet? Sounds like hmm. American politics. I Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you're a general in uh, any military, really. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, say you're a general working at the Pentagon. Like, it doesn't matter if you have, like, a... Uh, well, if you have someone like Donald Trump as president, or if you have Barack Obama as president, like either way, they're still the boss and you're going to do mm-hmm. what they, whatever they want. Yeah. But if what they want would, was turning the American military against its own people and enslaving 99% of them, there might be some coup in order there might be some like individual like thought required to mm-hmm. before you take out well, well <laughs> those orders well if you ask some people that is what precisely what has been going on in not just america but in canada too <laughs> that uh that's what has been going on is the the governments have become tyrannical and oppressive and are infringing on our rights and are installing microchips in us and wake up sheeple (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah anyway that's a whole nother topic yeah um what happens here do they get to kill them because they're like if if you will not surrender then you must be destroyed uh yeah something like that yeah basically yeah so and obviously our heroes don't surrender and um they uh the generals and the vehicons are about to take them out but botanica gets her shit together and shows up and she pops her alt that she had like readied at 100 percent yeah she uh, when she gets to the top the surface Yeah, she shows up and transforms into robot mode and then shoots some like plant darts at the at the Viacon generals, some more body horror for the the, the viewers. Um, yeah. Very thing like tentacle. I, that seems like a villain power, throwing like weird plant parasites at people's heads that like bore into their skulls and make them malfunction. But yeah. I'm like, hey, she's on the good guy side. I guess yeah. she's a good guy. And these are bots. And sometimes, yeah, and sometimes you gotta anyway. fight. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Damn it. Sometimes you got to yeah. fight dirty. Uh, so, yeah, them being fucked up is, like, long enough for the, the Maximals to flee. And then back at the Maximal cave, like, Cheetor apologizes to mm-hmm. um, Botanica and asks, like, what made her change her mind. And she's like, well, basically, we're all in this together. And uh, as long as uh, Megatron uh, has all of the Sparks captive, then... Uh, then uh, I, I I really need to like actually like take a stand and fight against all of this because this is bullshit. And then I like and, that. And then Gary gives this like speech, basically being like, "Man, we really have to save those sparks at all costs." And I'm like, "Dude, like, why are you giving this like fired up speech right now? Like, you've been going on about this for like the past twenty episodes." You, you got to remind everyone. <laughs> keep it's a daily up. episodic reminder to do this shit. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, and sometimes you just want to do a science, but you got to fight for freedom. Yeah, and uh, that's the episode. I don't know why these are considered like multi-part. Like this is part one of. Uh, of it's three. wacky. I, I don't know why, because that like, it, it doesn't. Nothing's really resolved in this episode, but like the show is kind of like that in general. It's just serialized. 
Yeah. Like it, it's not like to be continued at the end or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a minor the detail. strike. Yeah. yeah, I was expecting the Viacons to strike. That's what I thought the episode was going to be about. Right. But I guess uh, it's like a military strike. Is yeah. the, the theme? I, and I like, thought I thought Thrust was going to go on strike and start picketing in front of Megahead by himself. <laughs> by himself. <laughs> Not even any of his Viacons. Just just fucking him by himself. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was uh, episode 20 overall of Beast Machines. Uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and uh, anything else we feel like talking about week in and week out. On the Too Much Energon scale, it ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to Too Much Energon. Basically, bad, okay, good. Uh, let's start with Lady Glitch, since she's here with me in, uh, Lasercomb HQ. Uh, what are you rating this episode? This'll be your first time ever rating something on the Too Much Energon scale. I know, so much pressure. Holy shit. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. Okay, so since I'm a total newbie to all of this, I, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed the episode. I thought it, the, the plot line just kept... had a good pace to it. There was some character development, some good tunes. I'm gonna give this a solid sufficient amount of energy on my first episode okay uh cal what are you what are you giving this episode uh if the pacing had been a little better it would have made too much energon but just having botanica show up two episodes in a row to completely like clean house and like save save the day like she, she already did that and i would have much preferred if Primal had shown some tactical withdrawal and shown that he can be strategic and that, hey, he's got to rethink things. They can't just go and smash the Viacons every time and have her just show up, her throw a deus ex machina that like wins yeah, the day yeah. and then like disappear. I guess she can tunnel. It showed her like tunneling around. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bad resolution. It, it was very um, Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so she showed up. She's like, escape in the tunnel that I dug. And then when the, the generals go up to the, the the hole that the Maximals jumped down, they look inside and they're like, I can't detect them. They must be in beast mode. Jump down the fucking hole. <laughs> what do you... They go in the same place they just went. And so it's... If she didn't save the day last episode... Right. If she was if she was a pacifist when they introduced her, mm-hmm. right? And she was like, no, I don't want to fight. And then they pulled this stunt where she showed up and she was like, science, bitches, where she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't fight with lasers or directly, but she uses kind of like um how rat trap uses bombs and that kind of thing, but like in an organic sense. Then I would have been like, yes, but they finished both episodes the same way, so it gets a sufficient amount of energy on. Okay. I like the uh, generals, though. Um, I am giving this episode a too much energon. Uh, I thought this episode was dope. Uh, All right. <laughs> your uh, 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 criticisms are perfectly valid, but it wasn't enough to uh, drag it de- drag the episode down for me. Uh, I... It was because your night scream st- scaling could be ignored. <laughs> well, actually... Uh, one of the things I like I mentioned, uh, Night Scream is actually consistent in this episode for the first time ever, and he isn't and a team he, player, <laughs> and he isn't insufferable. Uh, 
I it, it's refreshing to see Viacons actually be smart. It is, and actually using tactics tactics against the Maximals, seeing the Maximals actually like kind of lose, especially after like they clearly were becoming like complacent in dealing with the Viacon drones. Mm-hmm. You know what? To give you credit, the the episode does kind of like nod. They're like, okay, we realize that they just always wipe the floor with Viacons for like the last dozen episodes. So yeah. here here's things to change it up. <laughs> uh, I still really like Botanica even though she comes in and just saves the day out of nowhere. Still really like her. I still uh, like her. Uh, I didn't mention it when we when I was going over the episode, but uh, I thought it was funny when they, they asked her what changed her mind, and she was like, oh, I had a vision. And Rat Trap is just like, oh, great, another one with vision quests. <laughs> he, he actually says that, right? He actually yeah. says that, yeah, yeah, which made me laugh. Um, I like that. Her uh, her plant uh, her plant based uh, periscope was cool. Um, yeah, no, I just I thought this episode was dope. I was I was uh, actually excited when I was watching it. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like bad. It's just little 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 hangups like here. I th- I think it's my favorite episode of season two so far. Oh oh well, it is season two, which has been weird <laughs> and we still have another six episodes to go well season two has been weird but i would argue season two is better than season one because like season two is like really ballsy and goes and fucking weird that's places. fair mm. that's fair yeah <laughs> so season two like season one of beast machines was good but uh season two has been really interesting and and say what you want like it's it's gonna be hit or miss but when you are brave and do like weird shit to me it's more memorable yeah totally and um, um, I'm I'm digging Beast Machines just in its in how bananas it is. Mm-hmm. I'm an unapologetic Beast Machines fan. Come at me. <laughs> That's right. Beast Machines officially endorsed by Too Much Energon. That's right. Uh, anyway, uh, that was episode 76 of Too Much Energon. Uh, best way to support the show. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We're starting at the $5 and up tier. Uh, you get preamble audio each and every week from this and all the various shows we do. We don't really have a preamble for this episode because we kind of just uh, dove, right, dove right into it. Um, but uh, we there are uh, dozens upon dozens of preambles that you can listen to. Uh, I also mentioned earlier that, uh, me, that we talked about uh, The Batman on a Patreon-exclusive show, What Are You Watching? Um, that uh that i just uploaded that the other day so that when you subscribe to patreon that'll be very fresh in the feed um if you're listening to this in real time uh if you're listening to this 10 years from now well uh i apologize and are we still alive (laughs) that remains to be seen if if what is the dystopian hellscape like in the future the apocalypse will undoubtedly have happened by then but God damn it! Too much energon will still be around. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Shall live forever. It'll we'll be like three dog in Fallout Three underground bunker. <laughs> three dog here. Ow! <laughs> I like it in that game too. Bunker. <laughs> when, when you go and kill three dog, this like old lady who is like his assistant takes over. She's like, uh, hi. Um, like three dogs fucking dead. Some 
horrendous monster fucking killed him. Yeah, so yeah. She she's enjoy like some music, I guess. She's like, yeah, this is blah blah. It should be three dog, but some asshole killed him. <laughs> you uh, fucking monster. Of course you would. I would never. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, so patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, Ten dollar and up tier, you get our. Uh, uh, news and current events program Lasercomb tonight. You also get to pick a show for me and Cal to watch and review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb podcast. So go and check that out, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb, spelled the same way, or follow the show on Twitter at lasercomb. Or, nope, that's me. You can follow <laughs> me on Twitter at lasercomb. You can follow the show proper at too much energon. And uh, Lady Glitch, you are at... I'm at Lady Glitch 619 And Cal, you are at... Uh, Neo underscore K-A-L. Neo Cal. We'll be back with ep- next week with episode 77 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about Spark War Part 2, The Search. <gasps> I, I'm, I'm kind of excited because Spark War Part 3 is called The Siege. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm I, I'm excited to to get to that. Watch that be like the worst episode in the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's like whenever anything named like Neo or any association with like it or whatever like that ends up like being bad. I'm like, no, <laughs> you were not the one. <laughs> well, we got other stuff to record today, so we're gonna get out of here and uh, close the book on this episode of the show. Uh, I have been one of your hosts, The Siege. I have been Lady Glitch. And I am NeoCal. And until next week, I am transformed. Cheetor says some Cheetor bullshit. Beast mode, Mr. Anderson. (laughs) Beast machines!